Hey everyone, welcome back for another edition of The Parent Pod. I'm Dr. Matt, and today we are going to tackle questions related to the internet, laptops, and how to go about asking for help when we just when we can't quite connect uh, with CIA's tech resources. To help us through these questions, we have with us Matthew McKenna, CIA's Director of Information Technology and Office of Support Services, and Poppy Little, Manager of Technological Services in the Office of Support Services. How's it going, guys? Good. Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, coming into the Parent Pod and answering some of these questions uh, for our parents. I know these are things, these are you know, topics of, of significant interest for our parents. And so we'll just jump right in if that's okay. So while technology has helped us, uh, you know, helped all of us in making our processes easier, it can sometimes be frustrating when it's not doing what we thought it would do. So if students find themselves in a situation, what's the easiest way to find help? The easiest way to find help is probably the help desk. Um, Currently, we have two locations where you can get help. The help desk is room 116, whereas the other IT office is room 413. Um, you can also open a support ticket, which is generally when we, where we direct people. Um, that's at support.cia.edu. It's a simple form. You fill it out. You can either be put in your email address or phone number, a way to contact you, or you can come in person. Depends on how you feel and what the issue is. Um, and we've also uh, have some substantial documentation on our MyCIA website. Mm -hmm. So if there's any topic, uh, you know, let's say for, you know, how do I do something with my email, you can visit the technology page on the MyCIA website and look at some of our um, documentation we have, have there. And that's 24-7. And I would imagine email is probably one of those things that are consistent that students come in with some help with or trying to connect. and. And, and what have you, but uh, what are some of those other things? What are some common issues that students come in to uh, see the support, uh, support desk with? Probably unsurprisingly, it's Wi-Fi connection issues and also password reset issues. Um, currently, we have a password policy where students' passwords are, have to be updated every 90 days. And so every 90 days, there sometimes is a difficult time changing mm -hmm. over to a new password where you forget or you know, it was an automatic sign-in and you don't remember how to use that password right. without that. Um, and those are pretty easy to, to figure out. We just need to be notified that there's a problem and we can do it either remotely or in person. It takes about five minutes. Cool. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, I know that, um, uh, you know, especially in, for those who are residing on campus, it feels like there's a little bit of a different setup uh, for the folks who live on campus. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Wi-Fi in the residence halls um, is definitely different than when you try and connect on campus in the academic building. Mm -hmm. um, it's not particularly, I, th I would say it's probably easier to do it in the residence halls because if you find the, the residence halls Wi-Fi, there should be a pop-up box where you input your student information. Right. Um, sometimes there's a hiccup with that. It's about like getting the right IP and having it approved and making sure your antivirus isn't working against you. But for the most part, it's really straightforward in the residence hall, as long as everything in the residence hall is working. Right. Sometimes there's a hiccup in service there that causes problems. Or just devices get strange. You know, um, 
But versus here on campus where you have to go through a long process in order to get a profile or to find a hidden network. So it's a little bit more roundabout. You know, Poppy, you bring up uh, devices. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I think that's a great segue to talk a little bit about for our residential students. Um, there's always questions about, well, how do I hook up my Xbox or how do I, you know, do this? Mm -hmm. You know, what, um, you know, what are some, you know, tips or, or, or I guess expectations from information technology about making sure that students are, are able not only to hook that stuff up, but also hook it up correctly, whereas it won't interfere with other things? Yeah. So, I mean, when it comes to things like Xboxes or Playstations, we generally recommend to try and get them on Ethernet. But if for whatever reason they have to get on Wi-Fi, then in order for us to get that approved in our system, they just have to send us the MAC address of that device using the support form. Mm -hmm. um, normally it's pretty quick to get that included. It gets a little tricky because there are certainly some devices we don't like students having on campus, like any kind of personal routers are a big no-no. It causes a lot of problems with Wi-Fi in the residence hall for everyone else. And things like, what was it, iHome? What was it causing that big issue? Wasn't it Alexis? It, it, it was the Google... Um it was the Google Home device. Yeah, Google yeah. Home. Um, some some devices that students bring, we can't approve for use on Wi-Fi and actually causes problems for other users. If they have any kind of specialty software, I would recommend they reach out to us and let us know if they plan on bringing that so we can come up with a solution if it is one of those issues or problems, uh, devices that have issues. Yeah, and just to kind of springboard off what Poppy was saying in terms of the game consoles, uh, this past year, we patched in all of the, the network, so all the Ethernet ports in all of the residence halls are active. So that, by and large, is going to be a more stable connection. And, and when you're playing video games, you know, you want that, that fast connection. Right. So yeah. that's, that's been a you know, big improvement in that area for us. You know, it's so funny, like, I, you know, I asked that question because I remember I was kind of going through that a little bit last semester with the, the Google uh, home and like finding out that, that you know that is uh, it's not very friendly uh, to our uh, to our Wi-Fi or probably anybody else's uh, Wi-Fi setup like ours. Um, you know, are there any other devices outside of the routers? Because I think the the router, um, you know, we should talk a little bit more about that, about how it interferes to make sure that parents understand that they're not to bring these you know these personal routers with them. But I also feel like there was some discussion about. Um, they weren't necessarily thinking about it as in terms of routers, but additional hookups to the Ethernet. But right. it was, but it was a router. Can you talk a little bit about that to so make sure that when parents are thinking and about or talking with their students about the products that they plan to bring, how do they make sure that uh, they have the best conversation with them about what's appropriate and what isn't? Sure. Well, uh, a router is going to have. Uh, broadcast capability. So that is going to be competing with the wireless that we're providing, and that causes a lot of the issues that, that Poppy mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, if they need additional Ethernet ports, if they have multiple devices that are connecting over a wired connection, they can purchase a uh, like, like a four-port, five-port switch, which is going to be a lot less expensive th than a wireless router, but give you the, the additional capacity to, to plug in there um so that that's what i would i would look out for but just and we're not trying to be difficult here it's that 
uh, you know, some of the issues that we run into in the residence halls are because people are bringing, you know, their technology from home. Yeah. And, um, and this is the student's home for the time that they're here at CIA, and we want it to be as accommodating as possible. But we are running a more enterprise wireless network there. So some of the products, like the Google Home device, and, um, you know, now that there's light bulbs that connect to the Internet, and, you know, there's so many more products out there that have... Um, you know, the Internet of Things that can p cause potential issues that maybe our enterprise network um, doesn't support. But please work with us. And, and if you, there's any questions, just let us know. You can email us at support at cia.edu ahead of time. And we'll, we're happy to kind of look into, um, you know, the requirements for a particular device there. Because, again, this is the student's home, and we want to be as accommodating as possible. But at the same time, we can't have it if that's going to be conflicting with uh, our enterprise network and, and at the expense of, you know, their, their roommates and, as well as, you know, suite mates there uh, having issues with their internet. Like your light bulb crashes for entire Yeah, please, um, you know, help us prepare for what you plan on bringing. You can always shoot us an email and... We generally get back within 24 hours unless it's the weekend or so. Cool. Mm -hmm. So just the general support at CIA.edu? Yep, or the support form. The support, support form, form definitely gives us more poignant information, information about, like, where you're located and how to contact you. Um, but if, you know, you're in a pinch, you can always email us at support at CIA.edu. There might be more back and forth to get some more concrete information. But yeah. And I, I will say, as we're talking about wireless in the residence halls, um, that... Um, in terms of troubleshooting that, um, if, you know, a student comes here on campus and is having some issues, you know, please put all the information as possible in the residence halls because, uh, you know, wireless, uh, it could be working fine uh, in this room or in this part of this room, but when you step over to the other part of the room, it's not working. So there's a lot more variables when you were troubleshooting wireless. So um, if a student does have a problem, connecting, please put as much information as possible there, and um, we could even send so someone out to your room and actually see exactly what's going on, because that could be affected by, uh, you know, not only your roommate, but it could be affected by, you know, your proximity to the wall or a window or something like that, so there's a lot of other factors at play. Might end up finding that, uh, that rogue Wi-Fi light bulb. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, our our technology's improved too about diagnosing what's going on and finding things that you wouldn't normally consider as broadcasting items better than in the past, just because of like how much reliance has been put on the yeah. Wi-Fi this year. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But yeah. you know, if if you're really in a pinch and the Wi-Fi is acting strange, Ethernet is really the way to go. Um, you have it in all the rooms, and all you need is a cord. For some people with let's say like a MacBook, they might need an adapter, but we provide those too. So I don't, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't be able to connect if they're in the residence sure. hall. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, speaking of laptops, another good transition, uh, thank you, Poppy, is that uh, CI has a, uh, a laptop requirement for all students. And so I wanna, you know, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the laptop um, you know, initiative that we have going on at CIA. Sure. So every student at CIA is required to have a laptop. Uh, at the bare minimum, their laptop needs to run, be able to run, run Adobe Creative Cloud. Uh, 
first thing, it's important to know that every student here receives Creative Cloud as part of being a student at, at CIA. So don't go out and buy a, a Creative Cloud subscription. That's going to be provided to you. Um, so especially for that first year in their foundation year, um, most of the software is going to revolve around Adobe Creative Cloud, maybe some uh, in Autodesk. And the Autodesk software is also available for uh, no cost through an education license. So if you have any questions about that licensing, Again, contact us on the support form or support email. Um, so if uh, you know, a prospective student or, or incoming student family wants to look at the requirements, if they go to uh, the mycia.edu uh, page, uh, click on the technology banner, and then once they click on the technology banner, there's a laptop requirement sidebar. Um, you, can, uh, you can view the requirements in detail there. Um, it's also available in the student handbook now. Uh, so again, for the first year, they need to, to be able to run Adobe Creative Cloud, which really is a minimum of a 13-inch uh, high-definition display, 16 gigs of RAM, and at least 256 gigs of uh, hard drive space. And we recommend a solid-state hard drive because that, that, that's quicker. Um, and so that's the bare minimum across the board. And then every program has their own set of requirements. Uh, certain programs, such as, let's say, uh, game design and animation, prefer Windows. Um, other majors, such as um, drawing and uh, photo video, prefer Mac there. Um, so in, in addition to that, uh, let's say for, for game design, there's you know, higher specs for uh, the video card and processing power there. And it's really all spelled out in that, in that document there. Um, and we work really closely with the departments on gathering those specs, and those are updated uh, once a year. Cool. So, um, you know, so giving the information to students, I know that one of the considerations is going to be cost, yes. right? So. Are there specific discounts that are available to students, not only for hardware, but for software? Yeah, there, there, is, there is discounts for software and hardware. It's through our technology store. Um, I believe that if you're going to buy an Apple product, so that's like your MacBook, or if you wanted, well, it has to be a laptop. So it's just the MacBook line. Um, I think it's a 5% discount for if you go through our student page. And then we also have discounts for Dell. So if you're looking for something outside of Dell, then you might not get the same discount. But right. most providers have education discounts. Right. So you should always bring it up to whoever you're buying it from. And there are, of course, certain stores that sell them too that might have additional discounts, especially during this time of year. Um, and then for software, we have a list of software. Um, like Microsoft Word product, like the Microsoft Suite product, so it's also discounted and available for free. There should be no one buying the Microsoft products. That's like another great example after Autodesk and Adobe. Um, but then there are other ones too, like I think there's a discount for Substance Painter. There might be a discount for ZBrush, which are our bigger softwares. Um, but you know, I'll probably, I would like to follow up and get the specifics of what software is available um, or you can go to the technology store page and there's a lot more. I know that we get questions about, um, going back to laptops for a quick second, I know we get questions a lot of times about 
should, you know, my student has a, a laptop that is okay, has some of the minimum requirements, um, and probably could get them through first year. Yeah. You know, would you advise parents, like, you know, as long as they have some of those minimum requirements and are able to run Adobe, kind of go through the first year before purchasing a, a, com a new computer? Or what, do you have any advice on that? Sure. I, I think, especially with the last year that we've had, and with, you know, a lot of these students coming from high school who probably purchased a, a laptop in the last year or two, right. that would probably be fine for that first year. And then they'll have an expectation of, you know, how Adobe Creative Cloud runs. And then um, as they enter into their sophomore year and are taking more courses in their major, then, you know, could, you know, update their laptop at, at that point in time. But just keep in mind, if they're bringing in a laptop that's a year or two old, it's probably not going to last them their entire time here at CIA, but can last them maybe the first year or two. Yeah. Um, but we don't want anyone, you know, ha having to buy a brand new laptop when they just bought one, you know, 10 months ago or something like right. that. Yeah, the worst case scenario is someone that says that they bought a laptop entering the school and it was below what we recommend, and now they're two years in and they need to buy another device. Um, you know, I think everyone tries to get by with what they have, but it's also good to know that you're meeting a certain um, requirement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, and if you're not meeting that requirement entering, then you should be aware that you might have to upgrade into this into your time here. Um, and one other point I want, want to make about the laptops that students may be coming in with, um, a lot of uh, K-12 schools use Chromebooks. Chromebook will not work. So th that's a, a good clarification. So they can bring in a laptop that's a couple years old as long as it meets the minimum specs, but it has to run Mac or Windows. It cannot be a Chromebook because uh, Adobe Creative Cloud won't run on a Chromebook. Good. That's good advice. So, um, so you know, for, uh, for our listeners out there, make sure that you are, you know, looking at the technology that your student has um, and really kind of compare apples to apples with what the expectations of the school are, um, you know, that can be found on MyCIA and all new, you know, all students have the ability to get on MyCIA and, uh, and kind of noodle around there and in there under the um, information technology, as Matt talked about, uh, it'll show uh, what the minimum requirements are for each of those devices. Um, so, you know, we also have a number of labs on campus, I know that, and so, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the specialty labs that are that are in and around campus? Mm -hmm. um, as an incoming student, you're probably going to be using a lot of Mac, Mac labs. Um, the Mac labs are generally where uh, Adobe is taught, and any kind of computer um, sort of entry-level uh, design. Um, but there is some specialty labs. A lot of them are PC. Um, uh, animation and game design are treated like high specialty labs because we have um, HP workstations that have a certain caliber of graphics card and certain behaviors for rendering. Um, if you're going into animation and game design in your higher gra uh, grades, so like junior seniors, you might have access to your own specific computer as part of your um, studio. So that's really exciting and these are pretty cutting edge machines, um, you know, probably more powerful than what you get out of your personal laptop. Um, 
You also, in those spaces, have access to the render firm, which is Renderbox. It works with Maya and Arnold, but we're looking at more GPU in the future. We haven't yet got there, mostly CPU. I know this is all high, high brow terms, Yeah, but, but, but GPU is more real-time rendering, mm -hmm. and so, th so that happens immediately, mm -hmm. whereas the CPU-based rendering, which would use a render farm, you know, you have to submit your scene to the farm, and then it takes, you know... Uh, a certain period of time, time yeah, to, to, to get your image back. Um, but that's, you know, we're trying to be on the cusp of making that technology um, more up-to-date and more powerful for the students that use it. Um, but yeah, in the future, we'll probably have more, more rendering on machines as well. And that's really where the industry is go mm -hmm. going to. So. And then if you're looking at biomed, um, they also have a specialty Mac lab that involves a lot of Cintiqs. So a Cintiq is basically a drawing tablet that's the size of a screen that you can draw directly on. It's pretty cool if you've never it seen it. It is really awesome. <laughs> They're really cool. Yeah. Um, so that's a like a biomed specialty lab. And then if you're in photo video, we have um, certain video programs that are special for those Mac spaces. I mean, once you get into your sophomore um, into your majors, you'll have access to the the computers that are appropriate for your major. Right. Um, so I would say at a certain point, all the labs end up being specialty labs. Even like Sculpture and Expanded Media has a computer lab with some special software on it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have, uh, you know, we're this really cool thing on campus, the equipment checkout. Um, can you guys talk a little bit about the equipment checkout and how students utilize that service? Sure. So the equipment checkout is available to all students to check out um, a lot of high-end equipment. Um, there's probably, I'd say, hundreds of, of, of different items from cameras to light kits to audio recorders to video adapters. Um, and Old TVs. Uh, TVs, Oculus Rifts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, sound systems. I mean, really anything under the sun from a technology um, realm that a student could, could need on a particular project. In addition, when Poppy was just mentioning the Wacom Cintiqs, there's Cintiqs that students can check out for, I believe, like a week at a time there. There's graphics tablets. There's, there's pen for the graphics tablets there. Um, so they can check out that professional equipment. Um, depending on the equipment, it's you know from one day to you know extended um, extended loan, and um, it is uh, really utilized by every area. I think um, what I would say you know a story that I can uh, that I can tell about using equipment checkout. Was Matt? You talked a little bit about having uh, up to you know like the new technology there, uh, but I, uh, all kidding aside, I um, used some old technology from the uh, equipment checkout because I had a whole bunch of old videotapes of you know <laughs> that I was looking to digitize and uh, and I had to go up there and like bring the tape with me. Like, do you have a camcorder that will fit this tape? Uh, one of them they did. Uh, one format they did. The other one they didn't. But I think even in the uh, you know in within the equipment checkout, there's a lot a lot of stuff um, there. They you know they were like, well, we're gonna have to go down to the basement for that one, Matt. You know, <laughs> it was like one of those kind of stories. And I was like, well, just call me if you do. 
But um, but there is so much that is available to students to check out, you know, uh, like you've said. Yeah, and the other uh, point I w want to make is that as students progress through their career here at CIA, as they get into their junior or senior year, like an illustration major may want to purchase their own Cintiq, or a photo video major may want to purchase their own high-end camera. But this gives them an opportunity to use the camera, yeah. see how it works, you know, is this the right model for me, or do, do I want to try something different? So try it before you buy it. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah. Mine was, why did I buy that camcorder? <laughs> this is crazy. Also, the people that work at Checkout are really well-educated, too, yeah. in how these things work, so it's an amazing resource for that as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, like I said, you know, they were like, well, I'm going to have to go down to the basement for that one. But they were such a valuable resource for that because even when I was like, okay, well, now that we've found it, how am I supposed to <laughs> hook that up? Right. Outside of going to YouTube and trying to figure it out, like, what do you have a good way to do it? And they did, you know, so it, they were definitely an amazing resource to be able to, uh, to figure that stuff out, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And, you know, and even uh, we keep talking about MyCIA, one of the cool things about the checkout is that all of their inventory is on MyCIA. Yeah. So that way all you'll need to do is look up if there's something like a camera or, you know, a, a mic or a sound system or something, you can look that up and, uh, and uh, reserve it, um, mm -hmm. you know, with them and then just pick a time where you come and pick it up. They'll have it ready, you get in the line, you know, which generally there is no line, you know, they move pretty quick, and you just pick it up for the time that you need it. It's pretty, it's a pretty great resource on campus. It really is, yeah. So, as we are drawing near to the end of our, our parent pod um, for this time, if you could take uh, one, or if you had one thing that you would, you would hope parents uh, would take away from this parent pod and talk with their students, what would it be? One thing, I would say that, you know, we, we can't help if we don't know. And I think a lot of what will benefit everyone is, you know, if you're having a problem, you know, submit a ticket. If it's not even in our wheelhouse, if you're like, I need help with something, blank, and it's not technology related, we do work to try and get it to the correct person on mm -hmm. campus. We don't just be like, well, we're done. We're done. <laughs> See ya. You sent that to the wrong place. <laughs> um, because we are a community here. So, but a lot of times, you know, we hear like a chatter three months down the road that you were having this big problem in the beginning and no one helped and you didn't look. And it's like, well, but we could have helped if you had found us in all these locations. So, you know, what I would recommend is if you're having a problem, you know, shoot us an email, open a support form. Um, even if you don't think it has to do with technology, like we do work to try and figure out how to resolve your problem, right. um, you know then your life is easier and we get the satisfaction of trying to help someone it's which true. is part of working here that makes it you know fun and pleasant mm -hmm. so and then i you know i would add that you know the technology is used by all majors it's not just by our game design majors it's not just by our animation majors or um but it's also our painting and drawing um and ceramics and you know every every student uses technology in some capacity here at, at CIA, whether it is, you know, in as the media that they're using to create art, or how they're, you know, using it to take classes, or, you know, how they're communicating with their peers. To, you know, technology is is really a core uh, part of the experience here, um, 
and you know we aim to make that as easy to use as, as possible. And the second thing is a shameless plug is that the help desk, we're always looking for student employees here who, if, so if you know uh, a student who had some aptitude for technology and, and is looking for a campus job, let, let us know because we're always looking for um, students to help us with the technology. And not only is it good experience for the students, but it helps inform us on how students are using the technology and, and things that we can uh, look out for to, to make, sh make sure that the student experience is good across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea, yep. for sure. Well, there you have it, folks. I want to thank Matt and Poppy for joining us today on the Parent Pod. It's all really great stuff. And if students, if you have additional questions or if, or if your students have additional questions, um, you know, please feel free to get a hold of the IT staff by using the support form or just if it's a quick, it's not necessarily a support tickety kind of thing. Maybe it's just one little question. Support at CIA.edu is also a way to get uh, a hold of them. So until next time, everyone, it's Dr. Matt saying thank you for tuning in. And until next time, see ya.